since this is my first case, first podcast, first recording, you know, all that good things, I'm going to do an introduction. So my name's Ariana Young, and I am 17. I, I've i always been really interested in, like, true crime cases, just because they're always so fascinating. I'm also, like, really interested in, like, the thinking behind what the, why the criminals, they did Which this. you never really can be 100% certain, but you can have, like, guesses. And I plan on going to college for, um, criminal psychology. I have researched some, and I'm pretty okay with knowing how like people's brains work when doing crimes okay so we're gonna get into into today's case i have a youtube channel that will probably be in the description of this podcast but it's another true crime show with the atc the twitter handle for this podcast is true crime show that's literally the whole thing my business email is another true crime show at gmail.com so feel free to either DM me or on Twitter. My Insta handle is another true crime show with the A capitalized. But you can either DM me on my Insta or Twitter or send me an email at another true crime show at gmail.com. I will try to get to your um, requests as soon as possible. And I will most likely be posting podcasts either Saturday nights or like Sunday sometime in the day. Because my new job I'm starting next week. I'm working Monday through Saturday. Monday when, through Friday. Friday. I'm working 4 to 7, 4 to 9. I'm not sure what time the store closes. So that's something I should probably figure out, you know? But, and on Saturdays I'm working 10 to 6, 11 to 7, 9 to 5. Whatever time of the day. But not, but like I always be home before 8. So I'll probably... <laughs> Like, start recording the videos either at, like, 8 o'clock on Saturday nights or sometime throughout the day if I don't have, like, the research finished by Saturday night. But I will always make a post on Twitter, Instagram, and my YouTube channel if I can figure out how to do that. Which I warning for today's podcast. This case includes disappearance slash kidnapping. And murder. Also, just a little PSA. My chair is really loud. So if you hear like the creaking, please, I'm just really sorry about that. If you've been breathing heavy, please, I cannot. I have asthma. Don't come at me. But like I said in the intro, today's case is about the disappearance and murder of Nathan O'Brien and his grandparents. This case started on July 29th. 2014 in Calgary, Alberta, which is in Canada. I'm not exactly sure where because I didn't really research that part because I forgot. On July 27th through 29th, Alvin and Kathy Lickness, I cannot speak, I am very sorry, who are Nathan's grandparents, held an estate sale for their Park Hill home. An estate sale is pretty much when someone like sells their belongings and furniture to get money to buy a new house and like move. They planned on downsizing their home and retiring from their jobs. But with the research I did, Alvin Lickness most likely wasn't going to retire because he was just that type of person, you know? He was like a working man. 
the O'Brien family went over to help with the sale. On July 27th, at around noon, Alvin Lickness was seen at a nearby park by a neighbor playing with Nathan O'Brien. At around 10 p.m. on the same day, the O'Brien family started packing up their stuff to leave. Nathan asked his mother, Jennifer, if he could have a sleepover with his grandparents. Jennifer stayed at the house as long as with her youngest child. Her husband and her other child went home. But the youngest child started acting up while they were, she, he, while they were at the grandparents' house. So Jennifer like took him home so he doesn't wake everybody else up. The next day at 10 a.m., Jennifer returned to the grandparents' house to pick up Nathan. To her surprise, she walks up to the house, sees the doors open, and she notices blood. She immediately calls the cops, and the cops tell her to lock herself in the car because somebody could still be in the house. So the police come and search the house multiple times because a little kid usually hides when they are scared. Like, they'll hide in a closet, under a bed, in a cabinet. Wherever they can fit, if they're terrified. The police found absolutely no one in the house. Um, upon further re- like search, they found a little handprint like drag on the doorway, like leading out to the ho- out of the house. Kind not nice. At around five p.m., the police issue an Amber Alert for the Licknesses and Nathan. That Amber Alert seems to shake the whole country of Canada. Police found evidence in the home which made them believe the disappearance of Nathan and his grandparents as suspicious. But the person that kidnapped them and that took them left no evidence that they were there. Like no fingerprint, no DNA, no hair, nothing. Which, so this clearly seems like it was meditated, which is... Ooh. Okay. On July 1st, investigators say they have no significant leads to the whereabouts or well-being of Nathan and his grandparents. July 2nd, Nathan's parents, Nathan's parents talk to the media and they call Nathan a superhero and ask him to stay strong as the police continue to search. On July 3rd, the investigators go to the Park Hill Community Center to speak with everyone who's at the estate sale and asked them to bring pictures of everything that they bought so they could see what was bought and what was left in the house to see if, like, the burglar, see if the kidnapper, like, was attempting a robbery, but no two was in there and, like, was, was kidnapped them. On July 4th, at 11 a.m., the Calgary police asked the public for help to identify a truck seen in the area. They want to talk to the driver who they believe might have information about the disappearances. Police and a local search and rescue team began a ground search around the Lickness's house on July 5th at 10 a.m. This was the first time a search and rescue team was called in on this case because, according to police, it is the best to do a search five to seven days after the disappearance. I really never understood why, but uh, maybe I'll do more research into that and get back to that at the end, but I'm not sure. At 5.40... The RCMP and Calgary Police Service confirm that a search at the property in Air Dyer, Alta, is in fact linked to the search. At 6.30 a.m., a man, 6.30 p.m., a man from 
the air dyer property was taken into custody. A vehicle that matched the CCTV image was taken from the property. The next day, the police announced that the man taken in for questioning was released, but he still remains a person of interest. The police didn't name him or call him a suspect yet, because they really had no evidence that he was the one that did it. At 4 p.m. that same day, CBS News confirms that Douglas Garland was released from questioning, specifically in regards to the Nathan O'Brien case. Douglas Garland is the person of interest that they didn't want to name, but then named later on that day. I, I don't understand. But he like is still he was in custody in relation to the new charges of identity theft against him. The investigators were still searching the Air Dyer property for any evidence that Douglas Garland did the kidnapping. July 7th, Douglas Garland made a brief appearance in court to face the charge of identity theft. He appeared via a closed circus, closed circuit television. Ooh, excuse me. He was expressionless and leaned against the wall. He had no emotions. July 9th, the police expand the search to Spy Hill Landfill, which is a landfill near... The Lickness's house. July 10th, the police searched a second landfill in Calgary. Garland was granted bail on the, check of the charge of identity theft on July 11th. He cannot return to the Airdire property while it is under a police investigation. Between the 11th and 14th, it was just a lot of searching, looking for evidence, looking for the family and all that. On July 14th, at around 10.30 a.m., CBC News learned that Douglas Garland is back in police custody and is now facing murder charges. So that's the timeline of it. Now we're going to get into the evidence. So the police found a laptop in the property and Gar it belonged to Garland. He was researching the likenesses and methods of killing. It started in 2013. 13. But when he learned the couple planned to move away, which is why they were having the estate sale, he decided to take action. Internet searches found in a hard drive that had been hidden in the farmhouse where Garland lived with his parents showed he planned to break into the home of the man that he hated, which is... Alvin Lickness. The plan intensified in March 2014 with dozens of searches and documents stored on the drive. Things like how to kill out without joy, research on weapons, torture, the Licknesses, their address, and how to pick the exact lock that was found, tamped on the side door, was found on that drive. Surveillance video gathered from the area, homes, and businesses showed an older model green pickup truck, which is just like the one Douglas Garland drove, parked on the Licknesses Street in the early hours of June 30th. After about 90 minutes, the truck was seen driving off the large white object inside the truck bed. Which, yeah, you know. 
DNA from all three victims was found on the Garland farm, including oh, items the accused had recently purchased, like a hacksaw and meat hook, a small piece of human remains belonging to Kathy, Kathy Lickness, was found in the grass of the farm. A fragment of Alvin Lickness's remains was found in the ashes, in ashes on the Garland property. Kathy Lickness's DNA was found in Garland's truck. Alvin Lickness's DNA was found on a shoe Garland was wearing at the time of the arrest. As far as my research, like when I could find no like evidence that Nathan was on the property, but there was also like a barrel that had like burnt ashes in it, so we really don't know. Okay, and for the trial, the trial for Garland began on January 16th, 2017, which is three years after the murder. About three years after the murder. The trial ended a month later on February 16th, 2017. It took the jurors nine hours to reach a verdict. I feel like it shouldn't have took that long. I don't know why. Jurors had heard earlier in the trial that Garland was angry at Alvin Lickness over a business relationship formed and broken years earlier. They came to the conclusion that Garland was guilty of three counts of first-degree murder. The following morning, Garland was sentenced with only the minimum sentence being determined a first-degree murder carries an automatic life sentence, which is great. After 10 of the 12 jurors recommended that Garland receive consecutive minimum sentences, the judge, Judge David Gates, ordered Garland be required to serve 75 years before being eligible for parole. So he would pretty much die in while being incarcerated in jail. Throughout the trial, Garland never showed an ounce of remorse or any emotion for what he has done. Garland was sent to the Calgary Remand Center located in the city's northwest where he was physically assaulted by, phys by multiple inmates. The assault was non-life-threatening, but, you know, he should have, they should have done worse to him, is what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, that is all the research I could find on the case of Nathan O'Brien. The next case is either going to be about Colleen Ritzer or Little Peep. Little Peep. Because his death was very suspicious. Like, the way it happened was just... But that one might be on my TikTok, because it is a shorter case. And I don't really have to do much research on that, because I am, like, a fan of Little Peep. So, <laughs> I have done the research on the case before. I don't really need to do extra research for that. So that one's just going to go on the TikTok. But yeah, that is the case. Thank you guys for tuning into today's podcast. Please remember to follow me on Instagram at Another True Crime Show, on Twitter at True Crime Show, um, and on TikTok, Another True Crime Show. I hope you guys enjoyed, and please tune in next week for another episode. Thank you. Also, make sure to eat and drink water. You guys are all amazing. And I love you guys. Bye. Bye-bye.
See ya. Also, sorry for, like, the choppy editing. Like I said in the podcast, this is my first time editing one. So I'm not really good with all the controls yet, but I will get better as we progress. Thank you.